Welcome back to Monologues, unpacking of the weekly Aftarah. You are listening to Rabbi Yaakov Trump. This week we're going to be looking at Parshas Nitzavim, the Aftarah of Parshas Nitzavim, which is the seventh and last of the Aftarahs of Nechemta of Constellation. Our Aftarah is to be found in Yeshayahu, Perik Samach Aleph, Pasuk Yud, to Perik Samach Gimel, Pasuk Tess. It's a longer Aftarah, spanning the entire Perik Samach Beis and the end of Samach Aleph and the beginning of Samach Gimel. And we're going to just break it into two pieces, looking at really the first section up to the end of Perak Samach Beis, and then the second section from Samach Gimel. The first section is about the resurrection of Yerushalayim. So we hear about HaKadosh Baruch Hu describing Sois Asis Ba'ashem Tagel Nafshi Be'eloikai Hikil Bishani Big Day Yesha. So it's now a description of Yerushalayim talking. That Sion is saying that it is going to rejoice in Hashem, in Hashem being there because it has been reclothed with the, the, the clothing of salvation and tzedakah. Like the bride and the groom are entering into their chuppah, they are wearing all the grandeur, they know they have been brought back. That's Yerushalayim, and that's what Israel is feeling at this or this way. How do how does it know that it's reached the stage? Because it is now flowering. As the Gemarion Ksubis describes, based on these Psukim, that the, the, there is no greater sign of the arrival of the Mashiach, of the end of, of, the end of time, um, than, the, than Israel welcoming back um, her children and flowering again as well. And, the, and in fact, we say, That it's going to, Hashem will not hesitate, will not tarry, they will bring, he'll bring back that tzedek and the Yeshua, the righteousness and the salvation to Jerusalem. And everybody's going to see this. Um, everybody's going to notice that that Jerusalem is reclaimed, re reclothed by Hashem. And they will no longer say, No longer will they call the city abandoned and the land desolate. Why? You will call, be called the land of the desire of Hashem. And you'll be coupled again because you will be connected to your children. Your children will come to, to you. They will be that the, the gods will be back on the walls of Jerusalem. This will be a repopulation. It will be an opportunity of, of coming back again. Notice, by the way, that Cheftzibah, of course, is the name of one of the children, the daughters of um, of uh, of Yeshayahu, named about the Geula, about the redemption, about how Hashem is going to want back Israel, want back Jerusalem as well. Hakosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, makes an oath, that I'm never going to give your crops, your produce to your enemies anymore. You're not going, they're not going to drink your wine. Rather, they'll rather drink the wine in the confines in the precinct of Jerusalem as well. And it's, it's just really beautiful how it talks about how people are going to come through the gates and make way and, and make, make way, clean the rocks away and repopulate Yerushalayim as Hashem redeems her. Um, it was a very, very beautiful description of this repopulation Yerushalayim. There are a lot of images that are worthwhile noticing over here as well um, and uh, one of them is is that when R Mark Twain visited Pal what was called then Palestine which is a province of the Ottoman Empire 
not his own country, but it's just uh, the, the area that the Roman name had been given of Palestine. He described in his book called Innocence Abroad, in his trip that he took there, he describes his picture of Jerusalem. And yet, to quote, he says, No landscape exists that is more tiresome to the eye than that which bounds the approaches to Jerusalem. The only difference between the roads and the surrounding country, perhaps, is that there are more rocks on the roads than the surrounding country. That's the way he described Jerusalem. And now we hear about it, how that HaKadosh Baruch is going to allow the land to be tzoymach, to, to bring forth its produce, how the city will be vibrant. It, that's what we've been witnessing in the last 150 years since he described this in the mid-1800s. Um, Rav Shah points out that in this section of Ar Haftar, you'll notice that in his commentary on Sefer Yeshayahu, that the words that are heralded together are tzedakah and Yoshua. Um, or Tzedakah and, and Tehillah, that there's righteousness and salvation. And he points out that the one is a cause for the other as well. As we say, um, that Matzmiach Zoreat Tzedakos, Matzmiach Yeshuos. When you plant Tzedakos, righteousness, then what will grow is Yeshuos, will grow is salvation. You know, it's what is the basis of the redemption that Hashem is giving to us is our Tzedakos, is our righteousness as well. That means to say that it's not a reward, it is a consequence for bringing back righteousness or bringing back honesty and integrity to Jerusalem. Hashem will bring back the Yeshua to it as well. Why are there gods on the walls of Yerushalayim? If Al-Hamosayach Yerushalayim if Karati Shomrim. Why is that? Radak gives four explanations. He says it could be these are the angels who prayed over the destroyed wall, walls of Jerusalem for centuries and who are now protecting it. Here's another possibility is it could be those who mourned for Jerusalem for the day, um, during the day and the night. They did tikkun chatzos. They, they got up in the middle of the night, as the Shulcharach talks about, this profoundly Kabbalistic prayer at, at midnight to say every night. Those who, who really were shomer, who waited for the rebuilding of Yerushalayim, now Hashem is going to allow those people to return to Yerushalayim. The third option is, is he says, all the Jews in, in, in the exile for all these almost 2,000 years where Jews face Jerusalem, they're Shomrim, whether, whether they face the north, the south, the east, or the west, they all, all face, all Jews face Jerusalem. They face the Holy of Holies. So now HaKadosh Baruch is going to allow them back to come back to the walls of Jerusalem. And finally, on a level of Pshat, it could just be that Yerushalayim will be so guarded that it will be impenetrable, that, that, that Jerusalem will be completely protected. You'll notice over here that in the description over here, it describes that your enemies won't drink your wine, but you'll drink your wine where? It's in the precincts of Yerushalayim. And says the, it says the Malbim, the greatest celebration of any physical blessing is when it's being lifted up to the divine, when we bring it as Maeser Sheni, Netarevai, all the mitzvahs which are about eating it and, and bringing it, elevating it to a high level, that our life is infused with meaning rather than just infused with plenty. We move to the second half of the Haftarah, where we hear a, a, a description of vengeance. Here we hear a description of Who is this person wearing the crimson garments coming from Batra? And Akash Baruch Hu now starts talking about this ascent of a person who's going to, uh, this, this image is uh, like a person who's Darech Bagat, who's, who's trampling in the, the press, uh, um, that this is going to be, the, so to speak, there's a day in the redemption that there's also going to be retribution. My day of redemption is coming and a day of vengeance is in my heart, says Hashem. And I'm, I, I look and there's no one to help me. So the, um, it is only that is my anger, which is which has um, which has been here as my support as well. So it's a, it's described how Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to show chesed, going to show kindness upon 
Israel, but those who are, those who are against us will suffer, will suffer for the, the lack of accountability for so many years when they did things to the nation of Israel in their various places of exile without anybody ever taking retribution or there any being re, ever being real justice as well. And finally, the Lahav Torah close, closes, in all, um, in all of their pain, it was painful to him. And it was in Hashem's grace that Hashem took the nation of Israel and Hashem took them out eternally as well. Just a few points to ponder in this section. What does it mean a day of vengeance is in my heart? The Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that the, the day of redemption is hidden even from the Malachim, from the angels. That it's only in the heart of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nobody really knows this as well. The Akedas Yisak Yisak Arama in his um, in his commentary actually makes an interesting point where he says that the more that we fixate on trying to figure out when the Geula is, when the redemption will be, the more it drifts away because we are essentially abdicating our responsibility from the time that we're in right now. Meaning, the more we spend time dreaming about the future and thinking about when Mashiach will come, the less we worry about fixing the world that we need to invest in the Tzedakah to bring Matzmiach, the Yeshua as well. Um, well, um, what does it mean that no one is there to help them? What does it mean no, no one that, that Akash Baruch says, I look, and there was no one there, Ein Sameich, Ein Ozer. What does it mean that there was no one helping? Says, says the Metzos Naradak is that in Israel, Israel has no, 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 no of it, none of its own merit. HaKosh Baruch has to reach in even without us. us. However, says the Radak, it could also mean that none of the nations were ever interceding to help the nation of Israel. You think about it, you know, even when the state of Israel was declared and Israel had one or two allies, just before the Six Day War, when the Arab armies were amassing Russian arms and d dividing up ma maps of how they're going to destroy and conquer Israel and Jew drive the Jews into the sea, and the world did absolutely nothing about it. France at that point in time was one of the only allies of Israel, um, supplying them with arms, then stopped made an arms embargo on Israel um, uh, um, at, this, at the Six Day War, just when they needed it most. And, and you think, when, when, when is it that, that the nations really care? No, answer is never really. At the conference which was had in Evian in um, just before World War II in 1938, where all the nations got together and saw, you know, there's very serious things happening in Germany, maybe we should help try to save the Jews. All the nations of the world, with the exception of one or two small states, <laughs> essentially abdicated responsibility of looking off, looking after the, the after the Jews. This is the, the the brink of destruction of European Jewry. Nobody really cared. Ain or Zer. Hakash Baruch says, I do. There will be a day of retribution. That's how the end of the part of the, the, the Haftarah is. Is what Hakash Baruch says, Behold, Sarasam Loitzar. Um, in all of their pain, he, uh, it is painful to him. Notice that there's two ways to read that word. One way is Lamed Aleph, which means Loi. It is not and but it is actually read as lamed vav. It sounds the same, but it, it it could it could look like if you looked at the text. Behold, In all their pain, it was not pain to him. But if you read it, the actual verbal or oral tra tradition is It was really to him lamed vav. There was pain to him, and that's really what, what, what what's at stake over here. Is that when we look at the the the, the, the Jewish history, sometimes it looks like it doesn't matter to Hashem. Sometimes it looks like a Kodesh Baruch Hu is silent and no, he doesn't really care. However, when we look more carefully, really, but called Sarasam Lo it was painful to Hashem. And this is the time where he's going to bring it back. This is the time where he's going to be able to achieve this. And that actually the word, the the letters of the Kri and the Ksiv, the Aleph Lamed and the the the, the, the Vav Lamed, all together spell the letter Elul when uh, when Hakadosh Baruch will be more imminent in the world, not just in the month, but Bezrat Hashem in the time of the true redemption. This is the end of the seven um, half Torahs of Nechem. So in the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.